0: This. I'm Kathy Deach. And I'm Nikki Bailey. And we are so excited. So psyched. Because one of the first like famousy big girls I met was at a party at Formosa. Yeah. And um <laughs> Yeah, and I've literally been like waiting for the day to have this time with her in this. Lovely space. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Kelly Schumann's here, guys, from Superstore. <gasps> from Superstore. Got she is a goddamn delight, if I can say so myself. She's
1: a freaking
0: delight. <laughs> She's freaking delightful. Say delightful, honey. Delightful. She's freaking delightful. The Philly theme continues. <laughs> Can't take us out. Can't take I'm us sorry, out. Sorry, it's in there. What's in there? It'll be there forever, ever.
1: Hello. Um,
0: she's got an amazing stories. She has a podcast. She works for Make a Wish, like, like real Make a Wish job, not like shows up, takes pictures. Like, actually took a oh, call like and troubleshooted work. before she got on the air with me just oh, now. Like, yeah. she's like major. Yeah, she's major. Yeah, so we're going to hear about The Many Lives of Kelly Schumann. Yay. You're welcome for the book title. You're welcome,
1: Kelly. Thank you. Um,
0: (laughs) And we have, this is the first time, I'm just going to like be full confessional today. Okay. This is the first time we have done our monthly Fatch Show and Plus This. In
1: the same week. In the
0: same week, meaning we had Fatch rehearsals and Fatch memorization and Plus This Producing. Yeah. And um, sometimes things don't happen the way you think they're going to happen. <laughs> we,
1: we are tired. Yeah. Not tired. Tie red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two syllables. Thank you. Yeah. Like, a lot to do in a week.
0: I had socks from the red campaign. Do you remember that Gap did with Bono? And they put like red in parentheses on the clothing. I yes. had socks that said tie red. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> That's they were real. amazing. That's real. That was That's definitely real. real. Yeah. That was definitely real. Um. Yeah, so we're doing that. We're going to plug it tomorrow, tomorrow 8 p.m. Nice. Go to Instagram, at Fatch Comedy, for all the details in our bio. Buy your tickets ahead of time so we can stop having the nervous poops, please. Like, I'm sick of it. I just don't want there to be more people on stage than in the she house. Do,
1: she do be hella checking <laughs> the, the, the RSVPs, like, a lot. I'm a little <laughs> bit, like, bitches need to come on up and buy pre-sale tickets. But you know what? We're going to do a fun-ass show for you no matter so you you know what you buy your ticket when you buy your (laughs) ticket you follow the link or you buy it at the door just get your behind to the daggone show because you don't want to miss it i'm just saying i'm trying to told you It's so true. It's so true. You used to could be able to get
0: a ticket at the door only. You used to could be able to. <laughs> you, do you remember? Used, you, to you used to could. You used to could. Used to could. That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think I I I was thinking about how I texted you. I say also say texted. I texted you something that was ridiculous today, what and was that it? I actually said.
1: Yeah, she did. Over wait, what was it called? Wait, I don't remember how it went. Overneath, underneath. <laughs> yes, she. We were talking about what to wear and she <laughs> sent me a picture of a shirt and she said but you might need to wear something overneath it. I mean underneath
0: oh, that was a good one and you have the voicemail of me saying that I do i'm and saving it forever sa- save that. i
1: actually took a screenshot of the transcription of it because <laughs> Siri was like, what is this bitch talking about? <laughs> we might need to Her add that on
0: our <laughs> pitch. We might need to add that on the Patreon. So on you guys Patreon. can have a lovely taste of my <laughs> word salads when I, I get for hours She would hour just sleep. be making up stuff. I do. I really do. Okay. 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 So obviously we're really funny. Fatch is really funny. You should totally come see it. Text. um And uh, we're doing that. Uh, I, keep, I say um and like a lot on the show and I'm trying not to. Yeah. So forgive me if I like have like little... Like like a little, little tick. twitch, a little with tick. Try yeah. not to say
1: it. Um, um, I have a, I do, I do another podcast, and the producer after the show tells me how many times I said um and like. That's rough, riding. That's really nice. Thank you. That'll get you to stop. <laughs> it does make me um much more um much more aware of it. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, we're also doing
0: a Vegas fetch. <gasps> And plus this appearance. We're going to Vegas. Uh, 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 Vegas. uh, And we didn't announce it on the last show because we ran long. And we went on Instagram and talked to the people. And then it happened to sell out. I don't know if that's because of us. Just probably. But we should have said it last week. (laughs) Sorry. So sorry, not sorry. You can't come to Vegas if you didn't get a (laughs) ticket. But it... It is an event that will recur, and Abby, who runs it, is so
1: amazing. It is a pool party. At like at a, a house, a like mansion a mansion or something. Yeah, it's yeah. not
0: like taking over a hotel or something, where like you could
1: have, it's like private. It's private. And that's awesome. Yes, and so Fetch will be there in our fabulous bathing suits. I am wearing a bikini for the first time. There will be photos, do not miss it.
0: Okay. I will not be in a bikini, but I will take photos as well.
1: It's going to be good.
0: I'm thinking about self-tanner. I'm because, like this. I'm as like white as
2: this. Because she said. Look, I,
0: you do a white balance on my face. <laughs> I'm afraid of
2: reflecting and blinding people. She- <laughs> Ryan, our guy, is totally nodding in approval. He sees me. Don't encourage her, Ryan. She's, I'm just saying. She doesn't For a mean. while,
0: you know when that lotion, that Jurgens lotion came out that like tanned your legs? No, I don't just, know. Just like about what
2: you, you no you're doing. No your it wasn't in your consciousness. It wasn't in your
0: consciousness. You didn't look no. at white ladies and
2: go, Oh, poor white ladies.
1: You didn't say that. Skipped that entire process. By the way,
0: they had dark brown too, so I don't even want somebody <laughs> some some high yellow girl out there is trying to get some nice, n- nice cocoa brown No, that was legs. Rachel Dolezal. That was oh. Rachel Touche. <laughs> Touche. It was for her. You're totally right. And a Kardashian or two. But I used it. And my mother was like, are you wearing hose? <laughs> Which I hadn't worn in like ever. Who's? So when I wear when I use that teeing lotion, you know, like I have haze on. But it might be better than blinding the <laughs> photographer who's going to be taking pictures of With us. With
1: the light bouncing the off your With light bouncing legs.
0: like you'll have a great light cuz you'll be bouncing off of my thigh. It'll be this un- it'll be like nice, gorgeous. nice, I'm just saying. You. Nobody no needs, one a, needs reflect a reflector or
1: anything. We just I'm taking Kathy care nearby. of everybody. I'm I like taking care it. of everybody.
0: Let me look back at the paper. Well, oh, we're also doing the um Laugh Riot Fest, the Laugh
1: Riot Girl Festival, Girl Festival, sorry, Laugh Riot Girl Festival. It's their fifth year. Uh, Bobby Oliver over at Dow Comedy Studio does it, and it's a lot of fun. We are going to be there June sixth, I think at eight, maybe. I think it's at six. At six, maybe because that's why. That's why we can't do this. Yes, you're right. It's in the wrong place on my calendar, but. (laughs) Uh, it really goes on for a really fun show. Week. Yeah, it's, it's a really, a it's a festival. really fun festival. So thank you guys. All for having women us. comics, all women, um, you know, women-led sketch comedy improv groups. Really fun. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, let's talk about one thing that happened. Okay. Chica <gasps> was on Jimmy Kimmel.
1: Wait, wait. Lena Waithe guest hosted. Fierce. For Jimmy Fallon. I was. That's the first thing we need to do. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel, excuse me. That's okay. For Jimmy Kimmel. It's too many Jimmys all late night. I know. Jeez. I know. So anyway, Lena Waithe set in for him. That's the first moment that we had to go, oh, I got about. And then she had Chica on. And Chica has been low-key blowing up everywhere like every like like she's on a billboard in times square that kathy yeah. saw and it made her cry she's amazing she went viral last year with uh, her little kanye west like talking about freestyle behind freestyle freestyle and then crazy selena's gonna host kimmel and she said they asked her who she wants to be on the show and she's like bring me chica Incredible, incredible!
0: And interviewed her. It was an amazing interview. So good. And then she got to perform something new, something brand new she wrote. She
1: a new song called "Ricky v. Alabama," and she's from Alabama. And so she did. She wrote a song about the new abortion laws that are passed that were passed there, and the lyrics are. Amazing. She says, I'm gonna I wrote it down. It was so good. Like I legit had to stop it and write it down. She says, Young women are looking for hope in this. They want us to wallow in brokenness. The remedy really is openness. What? She's in, she's she's a gift. I mean that that's
0: like channeling something. Okay. Come on our show, Chica. Chica. You're here. You were in LA.
1: Holla. Holler at your we girls. Need to, we, need to, we need to talk with you. Yeah,
0: we really do. We really, we really do. do. I wanted to address this really quickly because in our busyness and in our week of like performing at Fatch and all these festivals this weekend, which, by the way, so much fun. Thank you for everyone who came out. At the Black Women in Comedy Festival. Oh my we God. had a ball. Such a blast. And then we did uh, the Black Twitter show at UCB, which was during Game of Thrones. Like I, that, Anyone was there. I don't understand, yeah. but thank you. Mm-hmm. Um we weren't as busy with plus this because of that. Right. And I am in charge of the Facebooking. <laughs> I mean Nikki sends me things and then I Facebook them, but I'm in charge. So it's on me. Um and some comments on some posts like went unanswered mm-hmm. and there was a misunderstanding mm-hmm. about my intention in what I did when I did finally respond so I kind of brought up this stuff because the person was like oh something you reposted I went and liked their page but when I started scrolling on their page there was like an ad for weight loss and there was like all these horrible comments so I unliked it immediately now what's interesting is that it's a Facebook watch show So I automatically don't like those pages because then that's all I will see is Mm -hmm. that person's thing. In your newsfeed. In my newsfeed. So I already don't like participate in liking Facebook watch pages, Mm -hmm. but individual videos I will support and share or whatever. So um, I really was like, oh, did not know that. Let me go see. And when I saw... I don't read comments. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. I don't read comments, nor do I. Because I know horribleness exists mm-hmm. and I know that people act out and it's horrific. Yeah. And no, I already know that. So getting specific about what it is, yeah. I don't I don't need to invite that in my life. You don't life. need to
1: have that kind of toxicity in your life. Yeah.
0: yeah. So I understand Eva, my old co-host, host, really would do it often. Yeah, and I would just say to her that I don't understand how this is helping you, <laughs> and she'd be like, "I need to know things." You know, she's a Capricorn, whatever. So she like knowledge is powered her. It was not for me, and I came back and I was like, "Wow, Facebook is really scary for fat people." Like, yeah. and I wrote like a that a, was your response to her my post. That was my response to her post. Facebook
1: can be scary. That was icky, something like
0: that. Yeah, Yeah, like an emoji, like a pukey emoji, like someone feeling like, bleh. Um, And the person took it personally, like I was making fun of them after that. And then because we were busy, I didn't respond to that. And then she wrote
1: something back, like, a longer post oh, yeah. telling us that we are insensitive and uncaring yeah. and that we were mocking her. Yeah. Um, and
0: felt like we were being felt like really we were being, terrible yeah. by ignoring her. Yeah. And and listen, it's a page that wants to amplify fat women. And we're so invisible that I know we have like a lot of hang ups about that for mm-hmm. sure. And I never want someone to feel invisible. Like that's like literally a trigger for me. Like, yeah, I want everyone to feel like they're seen so I I didn't take to the public but she had sent me a message as well and I wrote her a message back basically explaining the whole situation but it kind of and she very lovely was like I got your message and wrote that publicly thank you so much for responding so I feel like we sides of the streets are clean but I want to talk about this like expectation in activism that we have to go into the deep dive in order to support like I wanted to support the women that were in In that that video. video.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I didn't feel like I needed to do a deep dive into that page in order to do that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like, you know, there was no reason. I don't know. I don't think it's our responsibility to do a thorough investigation and due diligence on every single thing we post to make sure that their history is right or that their uh, that their content is in, in in alignment with our values, like, so for me, we had different responses to that comment, because I was like, mm, not really interested, that's, those are not my issues, like, 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 we didn't do anything wrong, um, uh, but this idea that somehow we should be accountable, you know, to, who, to, about whatever we, re, you know, post in terms of you know, checking their history or whatever is not... I mean, I don't think that's a realistic expectation.
0: Well, not for for two people who are self-starting and doing everything themselves. Like, if I had a team, I would totally do it. I know that Facebook is terrible, and I don't have any expectations of them. Look what they did to our government. Like, they don't care. (laughs) So they really don't give a shit about fat people. So, like, if they can, like, send the Russians on our government. So, um, in our voting. So, I... I appreciated that that is triggering to someone. I found it interesting that some people really have an expectation of you that you would go that far. Just so everybody knows, I'm not perfect. Nikki's not perfect. And we appreciate that we have a space for you to say all those feelings. But also, we're going to react in kind. And I I don't think that doesn't make us champions of fat people. Like I still want them to be seen. If
1: we were endorsing a product... Then yeah, I would I would probably do more. There would be more due diligence involved if it was a product to enjoy. For sure. I mean, um, I've been very yeah. I've been I mean, very, we've very very talked about this that. like not going like I had an audition the other day that was for a diet product and I declined it um, <laughs> because I wasn't that's just not in line with my with who I am. And so, um, but you know, for stuff on Facebook, like there, you know, I, I'm sure if you looked hard enough at my Twitter. I'm not inviting you to do this. (laughs) Just realize what I was saying. Mickey Bailey underscore. But if you look too hard at my Twitter, I'm sure you'd find something you didn't like. Um, uh, You know, depending on where I was in my life or what was happening. And so I don't know what this other page had on it. But, um, you know, I think you can trust and take us at face value that we are who we say we are, which is we are fat activists. We are here to support and uplift the voices and... Uh, bodies and lives of people of size and so like you know we're not trying to you know yeah we we, we don't want to be mean to anybody we've been we you know we we tell endless stories about how mean people are to us or have been to us we write sketches about it um so we can laugh at it so we would never intentionally you know do that to someone else and so you know give us the benefit of the doubt if we don't respond right away it's because we've yeah. got a lot going on and but there's no it's not due to a lack of love or support yeah. or desire to to hear or or respond to you yeah and
0: i also want to honor the fact that I understand why that's touchy for people, Oh, absolutely. and I understand, especially if you're somebody that people don't want to see in the world, mm-hmm. and Facebook is your way to participate in the world and participate in community. Yeah. That you have a lot of sensitive feelings, yeah. so I also want to honor that and just say, you know, I, um, I just hope you felt taken care of by us. <laughs> yeah, I, that's really all I really care about. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I see you. That's all I want to say. Yeah, word. That's it. Word. Oh my god, we fist bumped. We did. I'm- <laughs> You can't If you're on if podcast, you, can see you can't see it, but, but we fist bumped. There was a bump. Um, we're going to go to a very, I think, hilarious sketch that this one over here has written.
1: And it's not just because we're both in it. It's actually, <laughs> and it's based on a true story.
0: <laughs> Speaking of people being mean to you. <laughs> and it is a character that I hope we bring back very soon because she's kind of amazing. <laughs> and I might look a little like my grandmother, just saying. But really nice <laughs> uh, so we'll be back with Kelly Schumann in the hot seat
2: okay. <laughs> oh no, oh, we, no. Had
1: we had technical difficulties, difficulties.
0: Difficulty. Okay. but we gonna work it
1: out Yeah. Because you know what? So like you said, this was a real life thing that happened to you. Yes. and um, The ending was different. The ending that I wrote in the (laughs) sketch, very different than the actual one that happened. I'm glad (laughs) for that. (laughs) I'm glad. But it just sort of like, you know, part of what we do with Fatch is we take the sort of stuff that we deal with as fat women and we make fun of it, um, partly to educate, but partly to release a little bit for ourselves as well um yeah. and so should we load it all right we're ready let's do it let's You're see you'll
0: watch in here Sorry about
2: that that's okay no <laughs> <ways>. <laughs> 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 oh oh are you okay oh yeah. yeah i'm fine i'm miss emma what's your name baby hi miss emma my name is celia Oh, well, you know, I saw you going into the store, and I couldn't believe how fast you was moving, Celia. Yeah, I was in a hurry to get my stuff and get back home. Yeah, you know, it was it was kind of surprising because you know you're a big girl, Celia. <laughs> yes. Yes, Miss
1: Emma, I am a big girl. Uh, but
2: you know, big girls can move. Don't, don't mess with big girls. It's amazing how fast you can go considering how large you are. You just say whatever you think, don't you? Now me, now me, I've always been petite, you know, but you, Oops. (laughs) (laughs) Oops.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Miss Emma. Miss Emma is not to be trifled with y'all. But that legit happened to me, except for the... Like, I didn't actually kill her. <laughs> I wanted to. Only in your heart. <laughs> Only in my heart. <laughs> and it, yeah. It little, little old lady. She actually pulled up in front of me in her car and wouldn't let me go around, so... Gotta love it. Fun times. Yeah. She'll be she'll be back. She will. She'll definitely be back. Well, thank you for indulging us. We've all gotten like
0: cough drops and like glasses of water. <laughs> um, but our guest is still here, even <gasps> though she's like feeling like she's gone through it with her voice. But yeah. she's gonna say all the things to you guys still because she loves us. Kelly Schumann is here. <sighs> yeah. oh, Kelly Kelly. <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> um, if you don't know, Kelly's Justine on Superstore. I am the hilarious
1: Justine on Superstore,
0: and Thank we you. got to see each other at the Four Year Consideration Emmy event. We did, and that's right. It was quite something because they showed clips from the new season, mm-hmm. and there were three plus size women on screen <gasps> saying things that had nothing <sighs> to do. It wasn't like a Weight Watchers meeting or like I hate myself. Like it was incredible yeah and I got really verklempt like I actually got teary in the audience and my friends are like what the hell's wrong with you I'm like you don't understand I see myself (laughs) like it really means so much like it's such a big deal um I just wanted to ask you about your experience like getting onto the show and like being on the show in that capacity like getting to work with women who are big I
3: know with you I know It's pretty incredible and it's pretty fantastic that um, in my memory there is no scene that I've ever done on Superstore that had anything to do with my size. So that's pretty incredible and pretty unusual. Um, My experience with getting on the show was really weird because I, I had this audition and it was actually for, an episode that's listed in like on IMDB as the zero episode. It mm-hmm. was season two, episode zero. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was like a one-off that they did for the Olympics. And oh,
2: um, cool.
3: Yeah. And I had like, you know, one line, two lines maybe. And I had a great experience that day. And I thought, I just don't think that was enough. Like it did say in the breakdown, possibly recurring, but I didn't actually think, especially after that day. Um, and then, you know, cut to a few weeks later, they were like, they wanna pin you for this episode. And I was like, What? Nice.
1: Awesome. Yeah.
3: So So was the next episode Muffin Ball? No. Oh. Muffin Ball was a few episodes later, but interesting thing it, it's called um Ladies Lunch. Ladies Lunch. Yeah. yeah. And the interesting thing about Ladies Lunch is that they invited um myself and Irene White, who plays Carol, to the table read. And we're like looking at the script and we're like, Holy crap! We've got lines. Like <laughs> <laughs> you did. You had a you, yes. significant
1: scenes in that. Yeah.
3: yeah, we went from like one line and sort of being like glorified background to actually being like part of the crew. Mm-hmm. So it just sort of happened like pretty quickly. Yeah, it was amazing. And, but it ha- happened pretty quickly. It's one of my favorite episodes of the show, and it's I one rewatched mine too. it today. Yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> because one of mine you were too. coming. No. <laughs> it, no. It's so funny that that episode is great. It really is. Mm-hmm.
0: It really, really is. And the new season stuff is really fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Also, so what is it like um, working? It's also interesting because it's like all a store. Like the for your mm-hmm. consideration event was at. The superstore.
1: Oh yes, which because It's all one set. Can I just tell you, I was on my way to a concert at the what's the the Hollywood Bowl, mm-hmm. and I was in the shuttle, and it was the first time that I ever <clears throat> drove down Barham without being driving. So like I could see that this like it was the first time I saw the set. Yeah, and I yelled, "Oh my God, there's." Yeah, and people were like, "What is wrong with you?" And I was <laughs> Like, from right, okay. Nobody was excited as I was, but I got I'm a sorry. picture
3: of it. I got that, I got stuck at that light today, and so I took a picture of it on the way here. I was like, "Superstore in the wild." <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, so I had the same reaction when we first walked on the set. I don't know what I expected, but I did not expect to be walking into an actual department store which is they have it set up like an actual department store it's amazing yeah it's really cool mm-hmm. again I don't know what I expected it's
0: I mean it's like doing it's like doing a play in 3D or something like it's like it totally is. immersive immersive yes. theater
3: yeah. it is it's immersive theater basically yeah what and that's doing. you
0: know we're like immersive actors we're very serious <laughs> right yes yeah, so you from your improv background mm.
3: mm-hmm. <laughs> do you guys do any of that yeah they do they um Typically, at the end of the scene, they're just, they never yell cut. It just keeps going and going, and sometimes it just keeps going. Um, but yeah, so they just, they wait for us to get it out of our system. So.
1: I always think the break room scenes feel like, they must be so much fun to shoot. So like fun. to have everyone in the room mm-hmm. and you can riff off of each other.
3: And those are the ones that go on forever. Yeah. <laughs> but I will tell you that those are also the funnest scenes to shoot for that exact reason. Everybody's there. Um, I was just reading an uh, article where Mark McKinney, who plays Glenn, says like sometimes that's the only scene that we all have together in mm-hmm. a week. Right. Um, and so it sort of feels like coming back to school on Monday and everyone's in the break room and here we are again and, um, It also is set up like a break room. It has fluorescent lighting. Mm -hmm. It's very attractive. (laughs) Um. (laughs) But yeah, I feel like that's kind of where we go craziest. They just let us go and go and go. And I think, I don't want to say a lot of it because we have pretty incredible writers that write in our voices very, very well. But that is where you'll see some of the improv that gets into the show.
0: What do you feel like is your proudest moment as an improviser getting something on?
3: Well, I'm gonna tell you a secret. Oh gosh, I'm not an improviser. Oh, I thought when I met you you were an improviser. No. I have no I I took one class at the (laughs) Groundlings. I took the first level, but wait, this is the best part. You know, at the groundlings, you have to get past to the next yeah. level. Mm-hmm. So the teacher sat me down and she was like, "I'm gonna put you through to the next level because like I, th- I think you have like some na- you're naturally funny, but you seem miserable." And I was like, "I am, I am." There's so many rules in improv, <laughs> and my poor little like perfectionist brain. It can't handle it. It like explodes. So, like, I'd get up there and I would be like, You're supposed to like establish like the who, what, where of the scene. Mm-hmm. And I'd get up and be like, Hello, Kathy. And thank you for having me on your <laughs> podcast, which we are recording right now in Burbank. <laughs> like, I, and she would be like, okay, okay, I guess you did get all the information. <laughs> um, there's nothing funny or entertaining about it, but I said it. So,
0: that's funny. I think because my friend Michael. Uh-huh. Who uh, Michael and Bonnie? It's yep. Michael. Yep. Are oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They just sketch. I was doing sketch. Oh, and he's an
3: improviser. He and is. I was thinking he's an amazing that, improviser. That I think that's why my brain did that. We were doing a sketch show together, which I also I'm not trained in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I have I have a bunch of friends that are like. Excellent sketch performers, Michael Tozan, Jason Moyer, Jen Burton. These are all people that I know and they're excellent sketch performers. And they sort of like let me tag along and do their show um, at Celebration Theater for a few years. And that's Todd Milliner's show. Oh, yeah. And Todd yes. Milliner's um, Sean uh, Sean Hayes's production partner. Ooh. Yeah. So, yeah, so they sort of like let me tag along, which was really nice of them. <laughs> um, and I learned a lot from them. I, you know, that that was sort of my first foray into real comedy. Um, in when I lived in Chicago I did I just was like an actor and that didn't have any it didn't really have any boundaries on it whereas Los Angeles is really into character types they yeah. really want everybody to be a type mm-hmm. and so you know when I got here they were like well you look like this so you must be funny and I was like um, look like what? <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> what we're talking about. So it wasn't until right. I got to LA like 11 years ago that I started to lean into it. And I learned a lot from those people at oh, Celebration.
0: that is, well, so much so yeah. that I assumed you were that. Uh, thank you. But I also love, we're gonna talk more about theater in the next segment, so yeah. I'm gonna table that for a sec. Sure. I wanna talk about America for yeah. your boss. boss. Um She just did literally a, a TED Talk that was has just blown up everywhere yeah. about casting. Yeah and it is really profound, and I was just wondering, do you feel her leadership in,
3: on set? Yes, I was just gonna say, I have to first say that she's an amazing boss, and she really sets the tone for, in every way, she sets the tone for what the show is going to, what purpose we serve, she sets the tone for how we behave on set, she sets the tone for um, the way we treat people, it's, she's incredible, and she's an incredible human being. Like, if you don't know anything about America, if you're listening to this and you don't know anything about America, you need to go find out about her, because she's an incredible activist, Um, she's a mom, she's an actress, she's a producer, she's a director, she's a writer, she does it all. Um, And so yeah, this TED Talk, I recently saw it, and the funny thing is, we finished shooting Superstore, and um, we were talking at, I think, the wrap party, like the dinner, the wrap dinner, and I was like, "Do you finally get to take a break?" Because you know she's raising a baby while on set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. with her husband. But like, still, that's yeah. that's a, it's a lot of work. Yeah, and directing and producing. And I said, "Do you finally get to take a break?" And she goes, "Uh, no. Now I have to start writing my TED talk." And I was like. Sure, yes, of course, (laughs) like you do. You're like,
0: I'm doing laundry later, my darks. (laughs) Totally. It's gonna take a long time for them to dry. It's gonna take a very long time.
3: Um, I'm gonna hang them up. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, she's just, she's just everything. So the TED talk is amazing. Um, If you, it's also just like, I think she's a great voice for anyone who's ever felt marginalized. Um, it's just fascinating to listen to her particular story and to hear what she has to say about these things
0: yeah and and I I like that she's really interested in making true change mm-hmm. and change that is really like going to hit the people who right. hold the cards
3: right. yeah I can't speak for her but I, it does seem to me like she's only interested in doing the work that affects change um and that and superstore is a great example of that of just how like, um, anyone I don't you know spoiler if anyone hasn't watched the season finale from this past season or from season four but um, you know we're dealing with ice coming to the store and we have an undocumented employee mm-hmm. um, I think she's only i it, it looks to me from yeah. the outside like that's the kind of work she's feeling dedicated to yeah. yeah yeah that's impressive when you have that much power and influence and you decide to use it for good instead of just, for and, yourself. And
1: even in small things, like there was, like one of the episodes, someone's, uh, there's like a flash mob proposal, and one of the dancers is a big woman, and I, is a fat woman, and I was like.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's awesome. And the the whole storyline with Mateo being, you know, undocumented, there's so much good stuff, and you never feel like, um, you never feel like we're banging you on the head about this issue. It's just so seamless yeah. and so funny and and so real.
3: Yeah, yeah. I w- I was also and in, I I read all the articles about Superstore because I'm always interested to hear what people have to say about it. And I have, so far, people have wonderful things to say about mm-hmm. it, which is so rewarding and it's just amazing to read. But Amir, who plays um, Saeed on the show, mm-hmm. um, was talking about that too. That like his identity um, is incidental to the character that he's playing. Mm-hmm. Or his ethnic identity is incidental to the character that he's playing. And my size is incidental to the character that I'm playing. But nonetheless, the representation is really important to them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So it's incredible. It made me cry,
0: I'm just saying. Um,
3: you do have a podcast of your own. I do. And I want to give
0: people literally a tiny little <laughs> sliver of your nonsense oh, sh- <laughs> while we get a swig of water okay. and then talk about that. It just. Have you ever tried to, Have you ever
3: tried to laugh without smiling? Yes.
0: <laughs> yes, I have.
3: Highly recommend it. It's ridiculous. Yes, I,
0: as a as someone who had to go to church often, <laughs> in my life, and particularly at funerals, I have oh been known to yes, feel girl. the pain of a laugh come up at a funeral. Yes, you and it's the worst, and usually it's way horrible yeah <laughs> especially when everyone in your line gets it everyone <clears throat> in your pew oh gets no in on it's it.
1: wonderful skill set the things you learn in church like <laughs> yes. yeah yeah I can have a full-on conversation in eyes yes just from church yeah
0: oh yeah that's awesome oh yeah and I know I'm the queen of <laughs> For those
3: in our podcast, Nikki gave us a taste, and, and, and Kelly, Kelly responded. We had a good awesome. conversation. We yeah. feel connected now. Yeah, totally. That wouldn't work as a podcast. What with the no sound? <laughs> but True, but we could we could have one hell of a vlog. Yeah, we really could. It we could really... make that do something. Yes,
0: <laughs> I also think that like I know so much about pressing on the side of someone's body. Mm. Like mm. I'm the worst theater goer because like... I am definitely like not I won't do upper body usually because that gives away too much around me but I will do the knee and then when it goes all full leg to leg like you know it's really bad and that's from that is from church that is from church that's I good that's I, good my first theater was church mm-hmm. for sure nice. um okay your podcast <laughs> is called clearly struggling and you do it with destiny bryant who yes. is uh, a comedian. She's a stand-up comedian, mm-hmm. and um, you work with her at Make a Wish.
3: I do. So yeah, we work at Make a Wish together, and for honestly, I would say a good two years before we started the podcast, we had this fake podcast. So we would talk about our podcast, <laughs> and and then we we had like a we we were like yeah, and our um also our line of clothing, and and like. And then we had, like, a, a series of of dance clubs. I mean, like we had a whole empire, and we had done nothing. I mean, like, and by the way, that's, like, really representative of who I am. I have a whole empire and I've done nothing so far.
0: You had an improv career.
3: I had an entire <laughs> improv career and had never done any improv. So that's kind of my brand. Um, and so we used, to, we used to eat lunch, and we would just regale our coworkers with our ridiculous stories of, like, oh, you think that's good? listen to this one and so i was telling the story of the time that my car got stolen out of my parking lot my gated parking lot in hollywood um where i lived and the car was stolen and i'm shook i'm sorry have you ever had your car stolen no oh well my first thought was (sighs) did i accidentally park it not in my parking spot (laughs) Which, by the way, is that just like a woman thing that I was like, this must be my fault. (laughs) I did this.
1: That is so real. Right?
3: Um, And then I called my dad and I was like, what do I do? Help me. I don't want to help myself. And he goes, I don't know. I've never had my car stolen. I'm like, thank you for nothing, (laughs) sir. Um, So, you know, I go to the police. They find the car like three weeks later. Some tow company finds it. They give it back to me. And then, over the next few weeks, a series of one item at a time would go missing from my car. And they had changed all the locks, but they couldn't change, the hatchback had this piece of, like this window that would open, and they couldn't change the lock lock on the hatch window. Uh So I finally noticed, because I would drive to work, and when I got to the garage, I'd pull my makeup out of the center console and put my makeup on before work, and I opened up the center console and it was gone, and I was like, okay, I'm not going crazy. I've lost a trench coat. Somebody gave me a little mini vacuum cleaner and now all my makeup is gone. <laughs> Something is happening in this car and I just thought maybe they're getting in through that hatch window. So I backed my car into the parking spot so you could no longer open that window. That person showed up that night and stole my antenna off the back of my car. But I will say he left me alone after that. <laughs> I'm assuming it's a man. I don't know. Persistent. Wow. Yes, very persistent, although he stole all my makeup. So
0: I've had someone break into my car in my spot. And break in, and yes, but not no windows or anything. So you know, it's old enough that people say like actually they have scramblers that can open your locks. Mm. But I I literally live like a like somebody who's on the run like a fugitive. Same. So my <laughs> car looks crazy. So you think there'd be treasures, but it's trash. Yeah. It's all CDs yeah. and like old coats that I use for sketch and. Scripts of children's theater. Yeah, that's what is in my car. So they ransacked it and didn't find anything. Uh, they did take a trench,
3: though. I know I have We a are coat. so connected. There is somebody walking around who <laughs> is styling. styling with some fabulous trench. <laughs> coats. Fabulous. How trench is that coats? related to your podcast? Okay. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I'm telling this story at lunch one day, and my coworker goes, "Who would do this? I mean, somebody who is clearly struggling, such as yourself." And I was like, "What? What?" I am a very important television star. And she goes, <laughs> not yet. Okay. What? So, Yes. She was like, no, girl, you're not. Ramp. Um, And that was sort of the genesis. We were like, okay, so if we ever do actually start our empire, it's going to be called Clearly Struggling. <laughs> and then, um, I don't know, I got this bug up my butt one day, and I was like, we're doing this. I bought the website before we had a podcast. I, I mean, like, like I that. went all in. So that's how we got the name Clearly Struggling. That's great. And it's literally about... Struggling. <laughs> but you're doing actual
0: things. You're not making up the things on the podcast to oh talk no, about. Like hard you're now. like Destiny actually did a 26 mile twenty six mile.
3: it was twenty eight miles. Twenty eight miles. She mile actually did a twenty eight mile hike. Yeah. And I <sighs> thought that the dispatches from the out, trail were gonna be so it. good. And she every time she was like, Yeah, I'm doing good. And I was like, "What? You're like, do you remember the name of our show? Yeah, I'm gonna need you something. Struggle? No, she a little. She was doing great. I mean, does she belong on the show anymore? I don't know. I don't, if you can do 28
1: miles right? and not
3: struggle, she's basically an athlete at this she's point. She's a struggle. The overcomer. struggle is not real for her. I don't think so. No, no, she's fired. Destiny, yeah. you're fired. But she <laughs> made you do stand up. Like you got the bugs as you stand up. I did. She's a she is a very funny stand up comedian, and I would go watch her, and I would be like. That just seems so hard. Stand-up to me is like the last frontier. It's like the most difficult thing. And I mean, I just watched her enough and had another friend that took a stand-up class um, with a teacher named Judith Shelton. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went and took her class just recently and started doing stand-up myself, so I was inspired. I took a class too, girl. I took a class because I I kept seeing
0: people book jobs who were stand-ups and not me an actor who studied meisner for 10 years yes and was on broadway and and the broadway (laughs) and i was like all right bitches i'll do i'll do stand up too i'll do that too i was all cocky and then i did it and i was like i never want to be in a stand-up club ever again yeah
1: (laughs) it does seem to be that they do i do stand up and i i love it it is very hard but i love it and i hate improv and so like there's like a war between stand ups and improvs and like yeah. um, <laughs> there, they should really write the west side story of that and maybe that's our oh, next sketch yes. where we're gonna do
0: the war it's like sketch improv and stand up comics and it'll so be like good. a crazy west side st- that we're writing that done when you're a sketch you're a sketch you're all
1: the way from sorry that's improv amazing. night <laughs> improv night
0: stand up <laughs> We're so doing it. Oh my god, this is the best episode ever, and I'm sorry for those of you who are catching up too late. Live, this is, you should be doing this live right now.
1: Although I was gonna say, it is it does seem in LA that when, as a fat woman, as a fat actress, when I go on auditions, so often the other actresses are also stand-ups. Mm. Like, that is so, it's so often that I get to an audition and I'm like, hey girl. You got. I saw you at Flappers the other day. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, so it's it seems like, and I don't know if that's, uh, like a thing about fat actor actresses or if thin people are having the same experience. But that's just. I just noticed that I frequently get to pl- get to things when the casting breakdown makes the description about like says something about size. It's almost always a room full of comics.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. yeah I mean, I definitely felt like I had to compete. To, and now I don't care at all. Like it's so fun. So it feels like so far away. When I had all those weird feelings, and now I'm like, do you, babe? I'm alright. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I but we want to support you. You have to tell us when you do it. Yeah. Do you have your final night? Do you have like a class night? We I could did. I see? did it. Oh, you did it already. I did it.
3: Yeah. And that's uh, yeah. That that's the stand up tape that I have. Um, how did it? It went good. It's hard. <laughs> it's really, it's hard. really, really, really hard. But I will say that. um We did a read through, a read through, a run through before the final show. And, um, you know, I got some notes that were like, just connect with the audience more. You know, you're just having a conversation. And I was like, you know what? The show's in an hour. (laughs) (laughs) I'm probably not going to (laughs) connect. And I just sort of had resigned myself to sucking at it. But something happened. I got up there and like everything I know as an actor, every instinct I had sort of kicked in. And it. I mean, I can't watch the tape. I don't ever watch myself. I'm way, way, way too critical. But in the moment, that's more what matters. Like, how did you feel yeah, how in the you moment? Feel? Yeah,
1: because yeah. like, when you got the first time I ever did it, I got on stage and I went, oh, this is just stage. I can do stage. Yeah. I do stage all the time. Yeah. And that that made it a little more palatable in terms of the. The difficulty. Yeah, I for sure. I just remembered it was, I'm just on stage.
0: I'm yeah. so with you guys on that. And That's a perfect segue into the theater talk I want mm. us to have. We just have like one quick hot topic to discuss with you. I hope you're on board with it. Yeah. Um, I just spoke with Stephanie Lexis, who has started this Instagram account. And she's fired up, y'all. She's in New York and she's fired up. And I'm very excited for her. And she has already done like a hell of a lot of work on this first project, but she has so many projects lined up. I hope we all go support her. It's um the Broadway positive positivity project, Broadway BOPO.
1: At- the, bro- the Broadway body positivity. Oh, did I not yeah. say that? You I'm sorry. The, the
0: broad. Oh my God. I can't say things. You Rehustle's got are going to be really Take tough time. Time. The Broadway body positivity project. Yeah, I like all the in there, <laughs> but it's uh Broadway BOPO at- on Instagram. And she went and collected a bunch of theater stories. And what I love about it when I talk to her, she's like, "It's not really just for Broadway. That's like the thing that people go to when they think of theater. So that's why she used it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really is about like your theater experience." And she's collected a lot of stories. There were a couple of dresser stories, like that she broke down for me, and I was like, "Girl, who, that like there's one thing to sort of think." about those moments that happened to you that maybe you're like, maybe I'm reading this wrong. Try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And then someone's like, oh no, this happened with a dress, And you're like, ooh, that thing that happened to me was not me making it up, was it? Yeah. So I was just wondering, with your theater experience, Mm -hmm. especially comparing it to TV, and we were talking a bunch about we all have brought our own clothes to set guys like yes. that's like a thing you do. Right. We've mm. all had people resist the fact that we are plus-size women <laughs> <laughs> when dressing us on yeah. in TV and and movies. But I was wondering if it compared to theater well, what your experiences were.
3: My experiences in theater, so I do think Chicago is a little more loosey-goosey um, just because Chicago, uh, Well, I, I will just say my own experience in Chicago was that they were looking for the best performances by and large, and so it didn't really, they were less concerned with what I actually looked like, but I definitely had the experience. I was auditioning for a show, um, and the role was meant to be like a quirky sidekick, so like, yeah, that's kind of, my wheelhouse, and maybe that's wrapped up in what I look like, and maybe not. I don't know. Um, and the director was like, after truly hours, exhaustive callbacks, he said, You are by and like far and away the best person for this role, but I need you to lose like 40 pounds. And the show wasn't for like another five months. And I said, Okay, because I was like, Well, if I don't if I don't do this, I don't get the role. And I said yes to it. And then, you know, coming up like a month away from the show, I hadn't lost any weight at all. And and I, I'm like a professional dieter, or I had been up till this point. This is not something I do anymore. But I was like, what is wrong with me? Why can't I make this happen? And I do think that was like sort of my body saving me from myself because I it was the wrong choice. It was never the right choice to change who I was. He's flat out stated that I was by far the best person for this role, and that should have just really been the beginning and end of the story. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, and so I had to back out of it. And the actress that it ended up going to was wonderful, and she won all kinds of awards and accolades for it, and I'm really happy for her, and she's a close friend of mine. Um, But that is probably the most upsetting experience I've ever had in theater. And then, you know, in television, um, sometimes I feel like I'm a unicorn. Like they don't, oh, look it's a fat person in the wild like you know what I mean like I just sometimes feel like they they you know fat people we all know fat people let's stop yeah. pretending we don't exist yeah. yeah
0: yes that's a great that's a great way to put it it's funny Nikki was just reminding me of a story I had told her because I have so many um when I was being costumed for Wicked there was we had three different designers, and one of them Tony Award winning you know they're all brilliant people and he was really a craftsman but they created a spank slash boned no garment to wear underneath a school uniform like a wool school you like I wore one to Catholic school my whole life like do I really need And presumably you're singing and
3: dancing while wearing that Oh, yeah, and
0: I did. We used to call it the medieval torture device. And then I would have to wear a corset on top of it because all of my other costumes had built-in corsets. So I was double corseted. And then finally, I just had this like a home moment. Like, I don't need to do this. (laughs) And I said, because they had to fix it because the whale bones were like going up into, they weren't really whale bones, but that's what they would call them. And it was Mm -hmm. going up into Matata's And I was like why don't we just not have it? And I can wear a regular spank if I want? Or maybe not? Does it look that different? And they all were like, no, it looks great. And that, but I thought for at least six months that that was my cross to bear. Mm -hmm. Like I had to be, I had to have Mm -hmm. everything sucked in another five inches. I don't know how, like I don't even know if it even did that much. Like. Yeah. I won't
3: wear them. I won't wear those like compression situations. Oh, compression stuff. Like not compression. But you but the, you know, the yeah, stuff the like girdles
1: what is it? And, and stuff. Shapewear and all that stuff, yeah. No, I won't wear I it. I like
0: a good shapewear. I will say.
3: I like, especially when it makes my thighs not rub together and stops that oh, from happening. Can I just I'm not I'm not a spokesperson, but go get mega babe mega babe. Oh, the, the, chub the chub rub, rub stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the best. I'm yeah. wearing it right now. People like it. Super comfy I've tried it. Not way. into it? No.
1: Oh my God. What I, I did was I built up a callus between my thighs. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's the answer. <laughs> That's just because you know so I can't be having much. extra
1: layers and stuff on underneath my dress. I can't do that. I hate so, you I just, like, so I just like I just one summer I just I was just gonna, you
0: were like, and I'm gonna it. do this. And it's like it was, it's like playing the guitar with your fingers,
3: except yes, for
1: it got raw and ugly and angry. But then, but you know what? I can wear a dress without nothing underneath of it now, because my thighs are like, no, we good. We good.
0: Oh my God. Build up that callus, girls. I'm so glad your girlfriend is in the (laughs) lobby. (laughs) (laughs) On that note, our time has ended, and I can't even believe it because it went back so fast, so lickety-split. Tell everyone where they can find you. All Um, the places.
3: You can find me Thursdays on NBC on Superstore, Um, although our season finale just uh aired last week so we'll be back in the fall um you can find me on instagram at that kelly marie and you can find me at clearly struggling uh i think it's clearly com, but the podcast is called clearly struggling with destiny and kelly
0: and people might see you
3: at make a wish things oh yeah i work for make a wish also yeah (laughs)
0: because why not have a whole other job we didn't even really touch on that that's okay but yeah maybe in the after we'll do a little something about that but yeah we want to thank you so much for thank being here. Thank you guys for having me. Just like I've been waiting forever and I'm so glad it finally happened. <laughs> we have to run. We have a great guest next week. L Chase. <laughs> I
1: was like throwing it to you. Sorry. It's we awful. do have an amazing guest next week. L Chase is the author of Cr- Oh. She's an author of a really awesome book called Curvy Girl, Curvy Sex, I think. I'm sorry, Ellie. She's,
0: she's a fat, positive sex educator. And
1: she wrote this glorious book with diagrams and pictures and descriptions about how to have Curvy sex, Girl Sex. Curvy Girl Sex in, in all, the dis- all of the different positions. It's a great
0: book. Oh my and God. she's coming next week to talk to us. We have to look sexy next week. Pull it together. We're going to make it happen. We're going to see. <laughs> I'm going to be ready to go after this. You should have saved this outfit for next week. <laughs> I know. This is a lot. Um, but breathing is not necessary today, apparently. Um, like, subscribe, and share, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Patreon, if you really are into us. And um, we'll see you next week at the same time. At plus this. Bye. Bye. <laughs> plus
2: this.